Welcome to the Level Up with KDB podcast. If you've ever wished you could get a glimpse inside the minds and lives of women who are masters at creating abundant and fulfilling lives, and you're ready to learn the secrets behind unlocking that in your own life, you're in the right place. Each episode, I and a series of guests uncover the secrets behind creating the life you can't stop fantasizing about. I'm Katie B, human design coach, airline pilot, CEO, and crazy cat lady, and I am so happy to have you here. Welcome to the Level Up with Katie B podcast. I hope you're having a super fabulous day. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode, which is an incredible chat with the one and only Jodie Porteous, who is a money management coach and here to show you how to optimize your finances. Jodie's not only incredibly talented at providing a fresh perspective on how to approach your finances and achieve financial freedom, she is also a 1-4 mental projector and has spent the last few years experimenting with and embodying her design, which is super awesome for us because we get to hear about her human design journey. So you might be wondering what exactly a 1-4 mental projector is. In the world of human design, projectors are known for their keen insights and natural ability to guide and lead. And her profile is 1-4. And the one in her profile leads us to understand about how Jody loves to research and indulge in learning. And the four in her profile leads us to understand and leads her to understand more about how she's designed to create opportunities through forming close and authentic relationships. So obviously that's just a really brief rundown of what projectors and the one four in her profile mean. As a mental projector, Jodi is totally embodying her design to be able to reach success in her outer reality by going beyond the role of student, which is really prevalent in both her energy type as a projector and the one from her profile. And she's stepping into her mental projector energy by sharing all her incredible wisdom through teaching and guiding her community. Jodi is a master at guiding people to reduce costs in their life without giving up the things that you love. She is awesome at finding ways to increase income without working harder. Holy shit, who doesn't want that? And also incredibly talented at helping you design a life that you have only dreamed about up until now. In this episode, she shares her journey through both embodying her human design and how that's affected her both in her personal life and her business. And she also shares some incredibly valuable insights into how to make your relationship with money feel more easy breezy. So you guys, there is just, there's something for everyone in this episode. And whether you feel like you're on top of your finances or not, the conversations and Jody's approach to money is just unlike anything I've seen before. So I know you're going to love it. Before we dive in, just wanted to give a huge shout out to all the legends who've taken the time to leave me reviews for the podcast. I so appreciate it. The more five-star reviews I get, the more ears the podcast reaches. So if you've loved a particular episode or you're just loving it in general, I'd be super grateful to read your awesome feedback and you can leave your reviews on Spotify or on Apple. Either is fantastic. 
I am going to start reading out reviews on the podcast. I heard another podcast doing it recently, and it was so cool to hear the specifics of what people were enjoying about that particular podcast. So I thought that would be a really fun way for me to recognize you, this incredible community. So if you would love to hear your notes of gratitude through the magic of the podcast, go ahead, leave your feedback. You never know. I might read it out and you'll get to hear it. All right, let's jump into the episode. Welcome, Jody, to the Level Up with Katie B podcast. I'm beyond thrilled to have you here. And especially because, oh, I mean, for many reasons, but I love what you do as a money coach. And I think so many people can benefit from your insights. So yeah, super grateful for you to be here and share that. Thank you so much for having me. Super excited. Yeah. So we we met a while ago, but recently I did a human design reading for you and you have been dabbling well, I don't know, is it dabbling or what does your human design journey look like? Because you are a projector, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. I love I love hearing projectors' insights into everything because obviously you have that beautiful ability to see things very clearly. That myopic view of one thing in particular, especially, is really beautiful for projectors. So what has your how long have you been working with your human design? So I think I first ran my chart two years ago, mm. um, so around June 2021, and sort of just went, oh, yeah, that looks pretty, um, don't really know what it means, projector, don't really know, but it's sort of once part of my um, human design is once I know something, I don't unknow it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it sits there and it percolates and um in different discussions and different groups that I'm in and and stuff like that, human design just kept popping up and popping up and popping up. And I'm like, hmm, really would just need to go back to what that chart is and actually delve deeper into it. And so it was around six months ago that I just went, okay, what is this? How does it work for me? And then I started running my charts for my kids and my husband as well and going, okay, oh, okay, cool. Um, But that first real Ah, oh, this is what a projector is. Probably came around November, December last year, and I went, ah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, how do you relate to being a projector? Because sometimes people find out their human design energy type, and they're like, oh, that is not what I thought I was going to be. And so, did you have that moment, or were you like, oh, okay, that makes so much sense? <laughs> and- totally connected the dots Uh Um, so (laughs) projector being somebody who has to wait for the invitation Mm. um, found that a lot of experiences I had especially with clients and communicating with clients is they'd ask me one question and so I'd answer that and I'd answer seven more questions and then they'd turn around and go oh no that was way too much oh my gosh no way and then they'd disappear like they'd leave and stop being a client because I just went way in way too quickly so now recognizing that I'm going okay well if they ask one question I'll give them one answer and then I'll shut up (laughs) and then I'll wait for them to ask more questions before I give them more answers um and so that's just been a huge eye-opener for me is like I want to help you I want to give you all the information I want to love you but that just sends them running and I'm like oh okay well that defeated the purpose of me wanting to help them so that was definitely in business but from a home point of view the the bitterness side of things Mm. um 
last year I had to go back and live with my children for a year and they've been in boarding school for a few years. So it was nice living with my husband and and being solo parents, like parents without having to look after your children, which is great. And I went back and lived with my kids last year and it was terrible. Um, hopefully they don't <laughs> listen to this. but like, I love your honesty. They, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was I had to do the cleaning and I had to do the cooking. I had to decide what the meals were. I had to chase everyone around. I had to drive everyone around. And I just sat there in hate for nearly the whole year before Mm. I realized that actually, no, it's not hate. It's not dislike of your family or anything like that. I love them to bits, but it was that bitterness of thinking that I had to do it all myself. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to do it all myself. Mm -hmm. So recognizing that is like, ah, yeah, okay. So you just need to talk more. Um, Funnily enough, my son is also a protector as well, and he lives in bitterness as well quite a lot. If something does not go his way, oh, my gosh, he doesn't talk to us. He just fumes. He's just He shuts down. And I'm like, whoa, yeah, I recognize that in him as well as myself. So Wow, that's so interesting. And... I, don't you think it's so empowering when you when you figure out even just something as little as your not self theme of bitterness, and then when that becomes conscious to you, you're like, oh shit, that's the quickest way for me to know whether something needs to change. What do I need to change, right? And how old's your son? Yeah. Uh, he's fifteen now. Fifteen. And have you told him about how projectors are designed? Yeah, just recently. So uh, he's he's like, yeah, that makes sense, but didn't want to ask more so I'm like okay I'm not going to share more yeah Um. no that's and that's so I mean I truly believe we all come across human design in the right timing for us and when he when the penny drops for him it'll be so interesting to see the impact that has on his life but so cool that you have noticed that difference in your life it sounds has it made has it taken some of the resistance out of your day-to-day life understanding little bits and bobs about your um your energy as a projector and yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and also the like knowing that I'm a one four as well Mm. so that that was a full yes to everything that I've built myself to be so one four loves to learn loves to teach their networks and I'm like ha ha yay (laughs) because I worked as an accountant for 20 years and so doing people's tax returns and just doing data entry and and stuff like that was like burning me out Mm. because I was working lots and lots of hours and just doing people's admin for them and I'm Mm. like this is crap and I don't like it um so what can I do differently so I like five years ago studied life coaching and went yep this sort of works but it's not really in alignment with what I, who I am and what I want to do. Um, so building on that, I then started teaching people money management. And I went, yeah, I like this and did more research and signed up to be a profit first professional and did more study, more research, more learning. And I'm like, oh, I love this system. Mm. And so pretty much decided two years ago to stop being an accountant, stop doing people's tax returns, still work in the business as a consultant to clients to advise them and help them in their money journey. Um, And so that was that like that real owning of who I am. And then when I came across human design, it just clicked. Mm. Yes. Huh. 
I actually am here to help and guide people with my one thing, which is money management. Like, ah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, it all came together. Oh my goodness, so cool, so cool. Yep. And yes, your right. your profile, that one four profile. I, when I when you booked a human design reading with me, and I knew you were a money coach, but I didn't know much more than that. Um, but I was looking at your chart, and I was like, oh my god, you're living so in alignment with your design at the moment. But obviously, that's been a journey. That the way you describe it, it's almost like you you just followed you knew that things weren't necessarily completely in alignment and you followed the feelings that led you to what was in alignment, which is totally what I'm all about, right? Like body wisdom, follow what feels good to you and getting really intimate with that. But then when you see your chart and you're like, oh my God, she is living fully in alignment. That's something to celebrate, right? Because that's when we start manifesting with a lot more ease. That's when you feel that really beautiful sense of your... um Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Your signature theme coming through and and know that you're in alignment. So your signature theme is success. And yes. so have you noticed that when you've when you've like as you've realized, like, yes, I'm in alignment with my one four profile, but also you're a mental projector, which is so yes. about uh, this incredible, almost superhuman capacity to ingest large volumes of data, mm-hmm. <laughs> process it with ease, learn with ease, and then that one four profile supporting that the foundations and then sharing those foundations. But anyway, that's a side note. Do, so have you noticed the success coming through since you've felt more like you're living in alignment? Definitely. Yep. Um, and funnily enough, before I found human design, I called one of my classes successful money management um which Stop was it. hilarious <laughs> um so it does, it's not called that anymore because not everybody is a protector and they don't resonate with the word mm. success or what does success actually mean blah blah yes. and I'm like well success is what works for you um but that's really hard to describe when I'm talking about money management so I'm like yeah so it's really funny and like it's come up with different courses that I've created and and stuff like that what does success actually mean well it, it works for you so yeah so for me I feel really successful right now because I am living in alignment mm. Your shift from being an accountant to a money coach has obviously given you the outlet to express your design, which you may not have really consciously known right at the start when you made that pivot, but then that journey has unfolded a little bit more. When you are working with your clients, do you get this overall sense of like you you can tell that you're making impact? Like how do how does your day-to-day work look in relationship with your clients now that you have more of an understanding of how you're designed? I mean, you mentioned earlier about not overloading them with too much information and waiting for the questions to come in before you share your insights. Is that the crux of, of what has made it feel so much more successful or is there more to it than that? That's probably the main part is being led by the clients rather than me going in bull at a gate because I'm also a Taurus as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so the bull at a gate, <laughs> rush right in, wreck everything and then run away again um, is something that I'm known for with my staff anyway, um, <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, but for, from a client point of view, it's 
not rushing in, like having a quiet agenda for meetings um, and going, well, this is what I think that we're going to work on today, but then asking that question, how are you, what can we do today and waiting for those answers and waiting for what what can I support you with rather than just go, here's what we're doing today. Um, that's allowed me to be more soft and more gentle with clients and that then allows them to feel more respected mm. um, and listened to and therefore they can open up to me a little bit more and they, we can go deeper and have deeper conversations and get better outcomes because it's not surface level, here's what my agenda was, blah, 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 straight out teach. It's also that well, what what do you feel um, type of thing, which as a tax accountant, I never asked anybody how they felt. <laughs> but um, now it's like, well, I deeply care about what it is that, what the outcome you're looking for and how we can get you there. Mm. Yeah, I can only imagine that's a pretty huge and a, pr- a pretty huge, that's an eye opener to me, to be honest, because when I think about money coaching, to me, it feels very transactional. Like this is this is the way that you could do it. I I have a strategy. I have a plan. Here's the strategy. Here's a plan. Go implement it. But now I think about it, I'm like, actually, money is such an emotional energy, right? Like I see money mm-hmm. as energy, and there is a lot of emotion attached to it, especially if you're at a point where you know that money coaching is something that you really need to support you in thriving in life and, and building financial freedom. So having someone to talk to that actually gets that, that understands not only that it's emotional, but gives you the space to ask the questions that are relevant to you and then, you know, consciously addresses those unique issues for you because I can only imagine Jody your clients probably come to you with a broad goal of achieving financial freedom but everyone's unique individual situation is going to be so unique that your approach to that is going to have to bend and flow and move with them so and and that could be you know if you didn't know your human design as a projector that could be quite challenging because you would be you're like I can see so clearly what you need to fucking do (laughs) but Uh but if you don't give them space to to actually share their unique experience and then and then allow your unique insights to to address those challenges that could be quite um, confronting for people so do you feel as if it's a more heart-led soul-led kind of approach to your your financial advice definitely yeah um i do have a a structure but it's a malleable structure so it's something that can like you can move things in and out and take the time and the space that you need to figure out what works for you so i always tell people uh i started with five bank accounts and then we moved to 20 bank accounts and now we're back to like 12 or something but it works in different phases of your life and you've got to take your phase of your life into consideration as well as what your end goal is because everybody starts from a different place. Everybody has a different end goal, but you've also got to track it along the way. And it's that tracking that is really scary for a lot of people. Mm. Sometimes finding out where they're at right now is scary for people as well. So it's just the tiny, tiny steps and the making sure that people feel supported so that they can ask that next next question rather than just going, no, this is too scary, I'm out. 
Yeah. Oh, so cool. I I feel like I want to get my eyeballs inside a, a coaching money coaching session with you. I feel like that would be <laughs> so cool to watch you work. Do you have one kind of secret tip that you find universally really supportive for people on their journey to achieving financial freedom? Because as a projector with the thing that you see so clearly being money and how to manage money, I'm sure there is one particular gold nugget. Well, is there is there a gold nugget that's easy for there, people to apply? <laughs> there is. And it's funny because it's the same with everything and same with human design, same with money. It's the same with all sorts of things. It's awareness. So the more you're aware of where you're spending your money, what you're spending it on, and whether that's in alignment with what you want out of your life, the more you've got an opportunity to change it if you want to. So I don't like coming in and saying to people, hey, you're spending too much money on coffees every single week. Stop doing that if you love going out for coffee. So it's being aware that, yes, I do spend so much money on coffees every week, but I actually absolutely love it. It gives it makes me grounded. It gives me energy. I go out and meet people and, and things like that. Don't stop doing that. Keep spending your money there. Let's go find other ways that you don't like spending your money and cut back on those so that you can have more money for the things that you love. That sounds like a gift to me, being able to, that awareness, you've taken the scariness. I feel like you've just taken the scariness out of of getting a lot of clarity around what you're spending your money on. But actually, my husband and I have conversations about this quite often because we spend a lot of money on health food and like expensive, Mm -hmm. high quality food. And partly because, well, wholly because health is wealth. And to us, our health is really valuable to us. It's maintaining our health is really valuable to us. Now, probably if you go back six or seven years ago, we were probably spending the same amount of money on alcohol as what we're spending Mm -hmm. on health food and supplements and stuff like that. And so at the time, we didn't feel the need to, you know, we would quite happily drop hundreds of dollars at a bar on whatever and not question it. But then it comes to the health food and you're like, oh, crikey, I just spent $300 on these shakes or these bars or whatever it might be. And you start, oh, oh, that's, is that okay? Is it okay to spend that much money? And then, you know, we talk about, well, yes, because it's supporting us living the life that we Mm -hmm. want to live. And, you know, I think what's probably most important for us is that we continue to have those conversations just because it's important to you now. So maybe seven years ago, actually having those really sociable times was more important to us than looking after our health. I mean, that's probably, (laughs) probably, I don't know whether that's true or not, but we, you know, now certainly health is wealth for us. That's one of our main priorities. So that whole idea of letting yourself spend your money on things that support your core values and support you in living the life that you want to is, it seems really freeing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, and what I also think is a really good exercise in awareness is breaking down. Don't look at the dollar figures sometimes. Look at it as a percentage of your income as a whole. So if your health is really important to you, how much, what percentage of your money should go towards health? Is it 20%? Is it 25%? Like, is it super really important that you want to spend half of your money on your health? And if it is, compare that to the dollars of how much income you're earning 
And you'll be really surprised that, oh, it's only 10% or 5% of what you're spending on your health is, well, that's a disconnect between how important I thought it was and how much I'm actually spending. So that can be a push to give you more permission to spend money in that area. Mm. Ooh, I love this. So what's the common sort of journey that your clients go through with you? Like, what do they come to you? How are they when they come to you? And what does it look like once they've finished working with you? Confused to start off with. Um, So recently, for the last probably half a year or so, I've worked with couples um, exclusively. So um, a couple, I'd sit down with a couple One person would be looking after all of the money. They'd know what's going on, but be really stressed out about it because things are changing, right? Costs are going up. Family needs more money for different things. And it's like, so I've got to manage it all. The other person in the couple was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. It's all good. No worries. And so that initial first meeting is getting both on the same page and we talk about values. So what's important? And from that conversation, they can go, okay, yes, we're aligned. And for most for the most part, they are, which is great. Where do we where we where do we need our money to go? Um, and then we can start setting up rules for how they want to spend their money based on those initial values of what's important. Um, and then by the end, it's like confidence that they've got a structure that they can follow that it can be tweaked easily. And they're having conversations with each other about their money Mm. where before they weren't, after it's easy because there is this this document that they can run through and it's not a spreadsheet and it's not hard, but it's a a guide. It's a plan of what they want to do with their money. So yeah, from confused to confident Mm. is probably where I'm going with that. Do you find that, is money a bit of a taboo subject? Do a lot of your clients come to you and like they just haven't had any conversations about it? Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. And like a lot of it's society driven. Like until the first of July, twenty twenty three, in some people's contracts at work, they're not even allowed to talk to each other about how much you earn. The legislation is changing next week to say you are allowed to talk to other people about how much you earn at work. Um, so it's been driven into us that money's private, it's confidential, you don't talk to anybody about it. And so we've, we've embodied that. Mm. And we then hear that when we've got to talk to our partner, it's like, well, I can't talk to them about it either. It's like we can't talk to anybody about it. So we only learn money really from what we see from others, not from what we're taught because we're taught not to talk about it. Um, so we see how other people do things with their money and and generally you learn from your parents how did they treat their money and that's how you've learned. And then talking to their your partner is like, well, how did your parents teach you how to do money? And most of the time when I ask that question of my clients, they're like, well, they didn't teach me. And so now we've got two people living in a household, potentially with kids as well, not talking about money, not knowing how to talk about money because it wasn't modelled when they were growing up and having totally, completely different ideas on how to manage their money, but also different money personalities as well. So the way they treat their money black and white or 
airy fairy like spenders versus savers but then there's all internal wars for people as well it's like I really want to look after myself but I don't think I've got enough money to do that and so I don't want to spend that money or yeah I will but I can't afford it there's so many different ways that people internally war and then you've got to build the rest of those conversations out with others and it's like yeah it's also messy yeah, so these sorts of these sorts of conversations are very important then, hey, like giving yeah, having people hear that, you know, for starters, as you said, awareness is like the number one piece of financial advice that you you kind of mm-hmm. recommend and to be aware actually having open communication about it is quite important and but reflecting on my own childhood and the way that my parents sort of talked to me about money and there's so, oh, I've got so many funny memories of my dad. He used to own a motorbike shop and um, I have always loved lollies. And so there was a corner dairy just next to his motorbike shop and I would always be in his office like, can I have 50 cents for a 50 cent mixture? And he was like, well, go sweep the floor for half an hour and then I'll give you 50 cents. <laughs> and then all the engineers, I would walk around and like tidy up their toolbox and stuff like that and earn my pennies. But what I was thinking about is this one time when, I'd been at my friend's house and they had this huge, beautiful house and they had beautiful cars in the garage. And my dad had picked me up and we were driving home. I think I was about 14. And I said to him, why can't we have nice stuff like that? And he was like, well, we do have nice stuff like that. And, but also you don't know what people own. You don't know how they're spending their money, if they're spending their money or whether they've got, you know, a lot of debt. And that was the first Mm -hmm. time we'd had a conversation about debt. And so that opened up this whole, that really expanded my mind from from that age. And, you know, maybe I should have known before that age, but I vividly remember at 14 being like, okay, I know that I don't want to be someone that lives in debt. Whether, Whether my friends were in debt or not, I have no idea. And that's not really relevant, but we had those conversations. And so I can see how you're, you know, that whole just opening up communication between couples. You're essentially being a relationship <laughs> counsellor yes. and support as well mm-hmm. through the work that you do. <laughs> yeah. I um, One of my favourite testimonials is um, having a client reach out to me and going, you know how we talked about putting money away for this particular project? It's opened up the whole rest of our life. We have more fun. We have more communication across everything, not just money. And we're laughing more than ever before as well. I'm like, just from one bank account? This is awesome. So it is like once you start, it just expands to the whole of your life. Mm. Oh, Jody, that's so beautiful to hear. What incredible feedback. And, you know, knowing you, I know that you, that would make that would make you so happy hey knowing that it's not just yes. about the bank account it's like i'm actually yeah. seriously having a major positive impact on people's lives it's so fucking cool yeah yeah mm. the the ripple effects are huge mm. so circling back to projector life i was wondering mm. because you have applied it so beautifully in both your personal life and in your business do you have any pearls of wisdom that you could give or advice that you could give other projectors in business? Yes. One of the big things about being a projector is taking the time to rest. Since 
I've really looked after what since I've really known of that about projector, I've really given myself some good boundaries around rest. So making sure that if I am working the whole day, having a good lunch break where I step away from everything, eat my food, drink some water, sit on the couch and do nothing for a bit before I then go back and work again. And even things like using the Pomodoro method for doing work where you're putting a timer on, getting the work done and then going, okay, that's it, I'm done. Or yes, I'm okay to keep going, I'll finish this off sort of thing. So working with my energy rather than working with the clock and going, well, I must work a nine to five. Nine to five hasn't worked for me for a long time, but giving myself permission to do that building those breaks in, but also building time into my calendar for thinking and learning as well. So it's really important to me to learn uh, because that then gives me the energy to teach and the skills to teach as well. But if I find that I don't have time in my calendar to learn anything, then I start to sort of Wicked Witch of the West melt a little bit and just feel really down in the dumps. So making sure that that is built into my every day or my every week because um, it's not every day, but it's that intentional time to rest, the intentional time to learn, the intentional time to teach that I've built in to my weeks so that I know I've got the energy to show up when I need to show up, but I also know that I have I can sit down at different times when I'm ready to just rest again. Yeah. That is so bloody helpful because, you know, I have worked with a few projectors in my coaching practice and the first place we start usually with projectors is what does your work day look like? Because you're not designed to work a nine to five job and like that's a challenge because of the society that we live in. But when you're a business owner, you get to the whole fun of being a business owner is like you get to build your business by design, right? So Let's Correct. get rid of, let's get rid of the rules that were made for someone else and start embodying that energetic flow that really feels nourishing and supportive to you. And one of my clients after our first session her feedback was like holy shit working a 4 hour day has changed my life. You know, mm-hmm. she, you know because she was already getting what she needed to do done there, there was no trouble with that but now she feels good like while she's doing yeah. it because she's letting herself have the rest and Oh my goodness, that whole idea of setting intentional time to rest, every human design energy type can benefit from that, every single one Mm -hmm. of us. And I think too many of us kind of give our power away in that respect. We we don't be intentional with it. We don't block out the time. And I love the way you speak about it because you are literally saying, I have control over my time and this is how I'm going to choose to use it, knowing that that's really supportive of me and my natural energetic flow. So that's Mm -hmm. so bloody awesome. And also the learning. So projectors, one of the, one of the beautiful things about embodying projector energy is uh, the words that I got taught were indulge in learning, like let yourself Mm -hmm. have intentional time to indulge in learning. And I bet you that feels good for you. Does it feel really good? Yes. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I've got a couple of things that I'm learning about at the moment and it's like, if I don't put the time in the diary to actually do it and show up for the sessions or watch the videos, then it's like, I don't feel like I'm doing myself justice. Mm. So 
I recognize that there comes the bitterness again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. like, I'm not doing what I love. Let's change that and put that time back in again and allocate it. So, yeah. so cool. And something so simple is, okay, I'm designed to have see something very clearly, be able to correct other people, make things more efficient, more easier. And part of the vehicle for me achieving that is by indulging in my learning. Now that sounds really simple, but the whole, when you actually embody it, oh my goodness, it sounds like the the flow, the energetic flow that comes from that is really quite something, like yeah. more um, than you would expect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like even just showing up for a one-hour meeting in a, a learning group that I'm in, even if I just get one thing that I can then tell somebody else, so tell my team or tell one client or tell the world because it's a fantastic piece, um, that's all I need mm-hmm. to then keep that energy going and and show up for my people. So, so cool. Hey, so just from a from your strategy of waiting for an invitation perspective. I just love to hear your insights on that as well, because I know waiting for an invitation is often associated with direct, straight up people asking a question. And I did address this on a reel recently because I think it's an area of confusion for projectors Mm -hmm. is, okay, so does that mean I sit on my hands until someone literally says, hey, Jodie, what do you think about this? So what have you learned about the strategy of waiting for an invitation? That there's lots of strategies. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the first one is obviously waiting for that question and then being able to give specific advice back. Um, but it's also about showing up who you are so that people can be attracted to you as you are. Um, so one of my coaches I worked with last year, she was really onto me about that. And I'm like, but, 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 but. And she's like, just show up as a tree. And your offers that you have are the beautiful flowers that are on your tree and any of the butterflies who are interested when they're ready to land on your tree and your flowers, then they will. And I went, I love this analogy. It just works for me perfectly. So I just have to show up as a big, beautiful, flowery tree Mm. and my clients will hover around and they'll watch and when they're ready to come, they'll come. Um, So I've embodied that as my analogy for waiting. Mm -hmm. I still have to show up. I still have to be me. I still have to show the world who I am and what I'm doing. But all I need to do is do that. Mm -hmm. No pressure about how many clients I need to get or no pressure about what numbers or, or strategy I have to use or anything like that. Like I'm really crap at strategy for myself. I'm really good at strategy for other people, but I'm crap at strategy for myself. So my strategy is just show up. So important for every projector that's listening (laughs) that one of the biggest journeys that I've seen a lot of my projector clients go on is actually understanding that because I think sometimes that when you've had negative energetic exchanges or unresourceful energetic exchanges where you've shared your wisdom and your insights and you've been shot down, people don't want to hear it. It's not been the outcome that you wanted. It can almost cause you to retract, to, to get back in your box, so to speak, Mm -hmm. which is exactly the opposite of what we need you beautiful projectors to do because that beautiful insight and wisdom that you have is meant for someone. And those someones, those people 
they cannot find you to share that wisdom if you're not showing up as you, as authentically you as you possibly can. So really coming home to your magnificence in all of the different ways that you possibly can. And, you know, I say it over and over again in the way that feels most fulfilling, most beautiful, most nourishing for you. Show up in that way. Show up doing that and then the people will come and you'll start getting those invitations. And so have you had that experience since you've been embodying your big tree with your beautiful flowers? (laughs) Yes. Yep. And even more so just in the last less than a week, two weeks. So in the last fortnight, I've come up with a way to explain who I am and what I do that encompasses both businesses, um, which I've been struggling with for two years. Mm -hmm. How do I tell people I've been a tax agent and an accountant and a money coach and a professional and all of that? And I went, oh, you know what? All I do is I help people optimize their finances. And since I've owned that, like, In less than two weeks since I've owned that, I've had multiple people reach out to me and go, this is beautiful. Can you help me? I'm like, whoa, (laughs) like shock, but like fully owned that and went, yes, this is me. I feel like the big lighthouse out there just going, I'm optimizing finances and like just people are coming and flocking and I'm like, whoa, this is cool. Jodie, I'm so happy for you. That's so fucking cool. And yep. I can tell by looking at you, it feels like it, it, <laughs> it almost looks like there's been this internal click, like, ink. Yeah, yes. this is it. This yep. is it. Oh, so this good. Is, I don't have to look for that definition of me anymore. This is who I am. This is what I help with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, and yeah, just that switch of me turning myself on has also then been like a moth to a moth to to a light and yeah it's been like oh cool awesome I can own this even more and keep going with it and it'll keep like boulders down a hill keep rolling down the hill mm. faster and faster right? yeah oh I love that analogy it's like you turning your own switch on how cool is that mm-hmm. and then the moths are drawn yep. to you that's so beautiful oh Jody, yep. I have absolutely loved hearing about your perspective on being a projector and your journey to embodying your human design and how that has really impacted you in life and business. Your work is absolutely incredible. I've got so much respect for what you do. I think it's so fucking valuable for everyone. Where can we find you if yeah, we want to find out more about what you do? Um, so at the moment, it's Jody Porteous Money Management Coach, um, and you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and you'll probably find me on LinkedIn. I'm not too active there, but I'm there. Um, but as I just said, I found that new name of optimizing your finances. So hopefully, by the time this goes to air, I'll be Jody Porteous optimizing your finances on Facebook and Instagram and maybe LinkedIn. So okay, beautiful. Well, well, I'll make sure to link the most up to date <laughs> locations in the show notes so that everyone can find you with ease. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us today, Jody. Thank you so much. It was been awesome. Thanks for joining Jody and I today. I don't know about you, but I feel pretty inspired to just zoom in on my finances. <laughs> I love the way that Jody effortlessly takes the heat out of a subject that can so often get swept under the rug. If you'd like to find out more about Jody and her work, I have popped all her most up-to-date links in the show notes. You can check them out there. If you are intrigued and wondering about your human design, 
you can download your chart in the show notes as well. And maybe you're already on your journey through embodying your human design. Maybe you've been experimenting, but are ready to dive deeper and start experiencing the real benefits of using it in your life. You can check out my human design offers through the link in the show notes as well. Thanks again for being here, team. Totally stoked to be able to connect with you in the space as usual. Until next week, take care, keep milking the shit out of life, and I'll catch you in the next episode.